Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Well, here we are. Another episode of But Am I Wrong? Another day has come. To be fair, also another evening has come. Mm-hmm. And we're here to come. F- f- no, because either way, come for you sounds like we're orgasming for you or like you've got or a target on your back. Attack you. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think either of those things. I can't imagine that is what you want in this moment nor have you consented to either 
So mm-hmm. my apologies. Uh, we're rephrasing. We're here for you. Happy Thursday. Correct. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Welcome to But Am I Wrong, a podcast where we, two people who have absolutely never once been wrong, tell you and other people when they've been wrong. Because what sounds more fun than that? Honestly, truly nothing. That's why we created this podcast. This is our happy place. We love this shit. So um, we've got a bunch of different segments. We will get into what each of them are before we dive into each one of them. But just know it involves some of your participation, not just listening to this episode. You all get to vote on who you think was wrong. So it's not just us. We say who we think is wrong in situations. And then you get to head on over to our Instagram before Monday. (laughs) Or in this case, uh, last week, it was Monday. But I'm getting better at this. We're getting on a better schedule. And... I am, Melissa, because last time I think I did it on... No, the last two weeks you've done it on a Monday. And then I the, the last week time before I did it on a, that... a Tuesday, so I thought I did better. That was three times ago, I believe. Mm, okay, so we've been stagnant for a bit. Me, I'm not going to put any... I've been stagnant <laughs> but, for a bit. But to, to be fair, you said that you were going to be on holiday time until I got back in town, so... My brain heard that and my immune system in my body heard that. And we said, cool, we're going to operate at like 0.7%. And that's that's been how I've been operating. So I'm so excited that, you know, you are back in Los Angeles. And therefore, apparently some way, somehow it's going to my brain is going to kick back into high gear and start working. I don't need it to operate 100%. I don't know that it's ever operated at 100%, but I could go for a solid 25, 15. Like, that would be nice. Let's go to 75. No, I know, but I'm at a 0.7 right now. Like, that's where my brain has been. It could be that I ate old chicken, but, you know, it is what it is. I want you to stop saying that because every time you say it, a little bit of bile raises in my throat. I need you to not say the word bile, and I can agree to that condition if you can agree to that condition. Cool. Great. Moving on. Virtual handshake. (laughs) Virtual handshake. Perfect. So, all that being said, anything we want to talk about before we get into the episode, or should we get into the episode? If you want to hear anything that we're going to talk about, go back to Tuesday, and then there's an update on our lives. That is true, because we're here for you so many days of the week. You're welcome in advance. It's your turn, right? I think so. So first, we're going to start out with, but am I wrong? And that is when we pick instances in our own lives that we may have been wrong about. So first, I want to start out with an honorable mention for me. At my parents' house, one of my dad's friends was like, you know that you're attractive, right? And I said, yes, I do. I guess he thought I was going to say, you know, oh, thank you. But I said, yes, I do. And then my dad goes, she looks like me. And then I said to my dad's friend, are you attracted to my dad? And then he went silent. (laughs) They walked into that. (laughs) You're fucking kidding me. Oh, my God. So was I wrong for saying that or did I not go hard enough? No, I mean... What else you used to say? You clearly pointed out the obvious. Like they right. they handed you even these fucking softball underhand mm-hmm. shit that you go, oh, okay, you've dropped all of these pieces. I guess I'll just pick them up. Like I, I wouldn't even say that that was if this was a TV show, I would go, it's pretty on the nose. Like that's just like I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Why do men say things like that? I don't know. I truly don't know. So set me up and then he told me that I acted just like my dad and I said well you like to spend a lot of time with my dad so 
What are you trying to say? You love his looks and his personality. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy for you both. I won't stand in right. your way. Mom might, but hey. <laughs> you got that something you take up with her. I don't need to be involved in that conversation. Not my problem. That's Ugh. so funny. I do think it's it's hilarious when like men have this idea that like they give you a compliment and you're like, oh my God, no. And mm-hmm. then they're like, oh, well, oh, you you just ac- accepted it? Like just you agree and i'm like you said it first and i just agreed with right. your sentiment thanks oh, i have so a mirror funny. okay but here's my actual one it's nothing personal i do want everyone to know that like i don't think all your sisters are private are they all private on instagram melanie is okay so if megan's not private on instagram i'm not speaking in third person i'm talking about her other sister and there's no way for anyone to verify this just know that melissa's entire family has like the strongest genes in the entire world so you look so much like your mom. You look so much like your dad. I all know, of the nieces right? and nephews all look so alike. And so I will say that I do think he walked into it from the start because there's no chance that any of your parents no. or family members would let anyone skate by without being like, we all have the same face. I literally, depending on which parent I'm standing by, my sisters call me a shapeshifter because I look exactly like both of them. And then they're were a few pictures of younger mom and I showed the nieces and nephews and they swore it was me. Yeah. Some of your sister's kids. I mean, all you look like all of them, but there are a couple of them that like look like they came out of your vagina. Like, yeah, you like it's those genes are powerful and it's obvious. So I do think he had to have known that your dad was going to because who's not going to take the claim for that? Of course. Like, that's my face. I gave it to her. Mm hmm. Too much. Pretty much. All right. So here's my actual, but am I wrong? I don't think it's that much of a hot take, but it's something that really grinds my gears is that when I'm out with somebody at a restaurant or it might be a store, any store, any sort, and they're rude to the service workers, I'm just like, why? Why are you being rude to, first of all, somebody, if you're out at a restaurant, somebody that's handling your food, you're just setting yourself up for. It's like being mean to your brain surgeon. I'm like, yeah. the fuck are you doing that for? Mm-hmm. Or you like get mad at a grocery worker because they don't know where a single item is in the store. There's thousands of things here. Why are you getting mad? Or like somebody that snaps their fingers at, Again, service workers, somebody that doesn't tip is a huge red flag to me. Or also like at more specifically at a restaurant when the server gives them gives their name and then like you don't use their name. If you call them waiter or server, like why? (laughs) My hot take is like anybody that is rude to any type of service worker, they should not be in your life. I wholeheartedly agree with it. I think that there's like a huge influx of people now who have <laughs> it also still it like happens with a lot of like conservative people who like will be like, America's the greatest place ever. But then they will use all of these like European like reasonings of like they don't tip in Europe. Like, why should I like I should be tipping tipping for exemplary service, not bad service. And I'm like, and yet you're the pull, pull them up by the bootstraps, like get yourself to work kind of thing. And then you don't want to pay for the work that. You say people need to do to achieve success that right. you are negatively contributing to. Mm-hmm. 
and maybe like, you know, voting to have people tax fairly, you know, that would contribute to you not having to tip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so agree with it. I think that like, I think of tipping like 15% is like the baseline, but like 20% is like 15% is if I had horrible service, 20% mm-hmm. is like my given. It was fine. Yeah. yeah, and then anything better is gonna get more. But like the the lowest I will give is fifteen percent. Like unless it's like you slapped me across the face and I hadn't eaten my food yet, then I'm not gonna tip you. Like, yeah. and why did you slap like, me? What did I do? And then if you go to like a restaurant and you're there late, like later than they actually like you come an hour before they close and then the wait stuff is they're a little grumpy it's the end of the day at the end of your shift or whenever you're done working are you not a little grumpy but and then you like expect them to stay open for you later and then you don't tip them like get the fuck out of here yeah they don't want you there go home get your food to go i just like i truly think bad service is if you gave something to me that I'm allergic to after like multiple corrections and you were mean about it or rude about it and you didn't care and you like literally were like, I'm not going to like give this back, like eat it like or you. But like and where are you going to go that that actually happens? That doesn't exist. That's what I mean. Like it's not that like that's like what I consider bad service and that doesn't happen and so like if like someone being slow taking too long it takes too long to get like whatever maybe they're not like you don't perceive them as like friendly or talkative enough I'm like that's not bad service to me like Mm -hmm. bad service is like you have offended and disrespected me or the people that I'm with intentionally and repeatedly like and I have done my part by trying to like you know course correct or whatever it is and you've doubled like that to me is bad service and if it's that I'm leaving I'm not eating there and the idea that like people Mm -hmm. will be like well no it was like really bad service and like I didn't tip but I'm like so it was so bad but you stayed the whole time you got your food you ordered you ate there and then your your response you just didn't tip like if it's so bad that you're not going to tip someone like just leave just leave why are you still here yeah no I agree with you wholeheartedly it's also like so unattractive like if I was on a date with someone it's the most unattractive thing. I'm like, I'd rather just leave. I'm not going to sit through. And again, like your friendship and the company keep a reflection on you. I will tip the person and get up and leave. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to sit here and and be with somebody that's just rude or yeah. disrespectful. That means that they, they, they don't have respect for themselves. No, and they think of themselves as better than service workers who mm-hmm. have like an incredible work ethic. They're met with like just constant like verbal abuse and sometimes physical from customers and all of that shit. But then also like you think that you're above that when in the reality, like that's like the only kind, con- like one of the only the few constant industries we have. And like your job is not going to be con- like that's not a, a constant. Like mm-hmm. having like a white collar job is fucking crypto shuts down like a bank goes out of business like whatever it is like there is not job security there the service industry will always be around they're like not gonna fucking forget if you're a piece of fucking shit right so you are not wrong at all thank you and you haunts me to this day when i was in i was like younger and like we all know i can't do math and i didn't short uh a check but i like didn't like 
do they tip the correct like percentage amount and i realized as i was like part like driving away i wasn't i don't think i i mean maybe i don't think i could drive i was probably like 17 or 18 at that point and realized it and was like oh my god oh shit like ran back and was like i'm so sorry like i think i under tipped like could i get like that like sip like back and I think I didn't have my phone like it was I didn't like use my calculator. I think I just thought I could it was back when I had more of an ego about it. I was like, I can do this. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Please give this like to our waitress. And like she was there and she was like, oh, thank you. Like, I know I was like worried. I was like, oh, shit. Like, maybe that wasn't I was like, no, that was like so not my intention. We're like a group of like six or seven, like 17 year olds. Like, do you yeah. deal with like a lot? And that is something that like I I was embarrassed about accidentally under tipping. How are you not embarrassed? One time I was um, hiking in the Malibu area and I went to a restaurant over there and um, like in the mountains. So when I left and I got home, I realized I didn't leave the ticket that I signed. So then that person didn't get a tip. And so I called the restaurant and I was like, I am so sorry. She was fantastic. Like, I remember how great Mm -hmm. the service was. I was like, she was fantastic. Can you please like run to do the tip. And they're like, we can't do it. Like we physically can't do it without you being here. And it was so far, like I couldn't go back because it was nighttime. And again, it was like an hour away. And um, I was just embarrassed. (laughs) Like, And so I ended up having a um, gift card sent to her because I was just, I was like, I did not mean to do this. Yeah. And like, it's one of those industries where you don't know how much you're going to make at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And so you really can't have a bad day in like, you know, like you have a lot of pressure to do all of that. And so when you like put your all into it, it's like studying for a test and then not passing, but then being like, yeah. well, why didn't I pass? And it's just mm-hmm. it's a lot of emotional turmoil we put service workers through. Here's another hot take. If you can't. Um, if you're not able to tip, you shouldn't like physically go eat the, at the restaurant. It's like nannying. It's a luxury Mm-hmm. And it's not, I wish it was something that everybody had access to. I also wish that tipping culture was not different, non-existent, yeah. like that, that they would get paid. They'd actually yeah. get paid. And there was like a job guarantee and a salary guarantee and mm-hmm. like it was fair and all of that. And that's not happening now. And so you're, you're not owed uh, going to like a restaurant. Like that's just like, it's... You can go pick it up. Yeah. If you can't afford something, that doesn't mean that you can short somebody else from them being able to afford something like like yeah. a necessity like rent. If you can't afford a luxury, it doesn't mean that someone else needs to forego affording a necessity. Mm-hmm. But yeah, fucked. Absolutely fucked. All right. Your turn. Mine is like a half-baked lukewarm take. So okay. more than anything, I am like really curious what other people think about this is it's not like a fully formed stance that I have right now. It's just something I've kind of noticed. But for the sake of the format of the show, my hot take is the aestheticification of everything is too much. It's just too much. And this is coming from somebody who loves a good aesthetic, who loves something to like look nice and to be whatever aspirational kind of content. But so this really stemmed from and like no hate to this creator because I can't I don't I know nothing about them so like I can't say that they deserve if people are going to hate on them or not 
And all the content I saw about this was just people reacting to it, not in a positive or negative way, just more commentary. I'm not going to say the person by name either because I just don't know enough about them. But there was this viral TikTok recently of a girl who was doing get ready with me to do my taxes. And it was like one of those aesthetic TikTok videos where it's like, you know, you've got the Nespresso machine and like you're getting there with pebble ice and you're putting everything and it's all clean and pristine and like so gorgeous and those quick little edits and we're going to like the beautiful planners and we're pulling out like there's an entire drawer full of color-coded highlighters and we're taking some of these ones and we're moving things and we're making a matcha and we're sitting down and we're doing all of this stuff. And I saw it because um, someone who used to work in accounting stitched it and was kind of just like, this is kind of a red flag for influencers doing their taxes. Like, please know that you like can't write everything off, which is like always the first thing I tell people. I'm like, get a fucking attorney to like read your contracts and get a business manager or get someone who's doing a good accountant, like CPA, someone who's doing your taxes, who has an understanding of this because like Mm -hmm. you'll get audited. And that was her outlook of it. But I have really avoided those kinds of videos since TikTok has started. Like those have really been huge and I really ignore them. The same thing with like the restocking videos that has been giving me this similar kind of vibe. And I'm all for romanticizing like the mundane, like the everyday activities. Like I'm all for romanticizing like your own life. And that's like not what I'm talking about. And I'm also not talking about the people who will show those things and they will be including like their hacks, their tips, their tricks, like why they do what they do, like their thought process behind it, the research. And so a perfect example of someone who does the latter is Jackie Ina. Like Jackie Ina, it lugged, uh, first of all, I love her. We are birthday twins. She's everything. Her TikTok, she lives in a beautiful, gorgeous home. And she does some of these kind of restocking videos, but they're they're not excessive. And she's talking about the things that she's learned. She's talking about like, oh, I'm going to use this. I love this. Like, this is amazing. Like, this product is so great. Or when she bought a vacuum, she like did a whole post on it. And everybody's like, we should have gotten this other one. She was like, I researched like so much. Like, this is the one that's best for me. Like, this is why I wanted it. This is why I like it. And she has become like a trusted source and like a trusted opinion. She's someone who like, if she says she likes something, I believe her. And I, I, I trust that she's done all of this research behind it. So when she's showing something that's more aspirational, she's showing how she personally steams her duvet cover and like her favorite little portable steamer that she uses for this. And so all of this is, it's not opulence. It's, it's someone who enjoys luxury and is using it in their every day. And that to me is aspirational content. But all of like the fucking overconsumption shit, that's, that's the thing that like, I, I like can't deal with. So like, there's a, can you give a specific example? So people will do these restock videos and they don't speak they don't talk about anything. They don't share that like, oh, this is my favorite coffee or whatever this is. They're just showing things. And it reminds me of those videos of kids just opening toys. And every single one, they're opening a new toy and a new toy and a new toy. And there, there's no rhyme or reason behind it. There's no reason why I, as someone who's watching it, I don't know that I want to buy that for any other reason other than I saw it and it looked nice in a video. And that's not it. Like that's just not smart shopping at all. And people will do these restocks of like just giant like containers and buckets and buckets and buckets of like makeup products, hair stuff, like whether it's like pear, like, you know, not fruit and vegetables. Like, yeah, there's one people who do like the restock and they're cutting their cucumbers and they're putting those away. 
And that I'm like, accessible, attainable, totally makes sense. But there are these people, like, it's all of this stuff where it's just like, you're making this, like, this is just a look. And now it feels like there's no rhyme or reason behind why you're doing this, why you like these things, why you pick these certain things. It's just about the look of them. And that's just like really eerie to me. Now that you say that, I remember one that I saw where someone was taking their toothpaste out and putting it into like an like squeezing it out the tube and putting it into this nice container and then mixing their mouthwash with it which it, you can't do toothpaste is in a dark container for a reason it loses the act the stuff that's active ingredients if you take it out of a, a dark container also mixing in your mouthwash breaks it down so it doesn't make it as active as it's supposed to be like the, some things are in containers for a reason. And then also like I saw some people putting their laundry detergent in a nicer That's container what I was about to get into. And then it looks like something that you can eat and can be harmful for children. And it's just like if you don't have kids, OK, but like most of the people that I've seen doing it do have kids and then it becomes a hazard in the home. Yeah, we're doing everything's for how they look and not how effective they are. And because they're getting so popular on TikTok, they can be like at best, like that you've said, like not as effective, but at worst, they can be dangerous. I saw someone doing a laundry video and it's like aesthetic them doing their laundry. And people like were commenting, like plumbers being like, you literally just ruined your laundry machine. Like you just used like that. You can't use those things together. You use too much. You put that in the wrong spot. Like, and it wasn't like one of those like trolling kind of accounts where they're doing things incorrectly. Like it wasn't that. It was just, mm -hmm. you're doing it just for the look, not for actual use. But other people are watching this and like, this isn't like an animated movie. Like this is like your real life and you're an everyday person. And you're a lot of these people are like, oh, like mom of four, like doing that, like whatever it is. So like, therefore, it seems like you are approving of this. And this is something you vetted, even if you haven't. And I literally saw someone who was doing one cleaning her toilet where someone commented, you, you that's a bomb. Like you mm -hmm. created a yeah. bomb. You can't mix those cleaning products together. And it just feels like, I don't want to say that like sometimes that like not everyone needs a voice on social media. You totally do. But if you look at a niche and you're not an expert in that niche, or mm -hmm. if you can't offer your own sort of insight there, the solution is not just to not speak and just film what you're doing, because that's also just dangerous. Like it's not just aesthetics. It's not just looking pretty like that. It can be absolutely just dangerous. And 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 it low key kind of just feels like it's making everyday activities when it's the overconsumption of them just like out of reach and just for other people like I can't imagine how much it is like keeping up with the Joneses because you're not seeing people do these videos and they're making dinner and they're making like a hamburger and they're you know watching tv like no you're seeing people and they're doing these aesthetic morning routines they're drinking matcha they're having nothing for breakfast they're a size two and they're going to the gym for like four hours and then they're getting in their planner and they're writing all of these things that they're doing in there. And it's just automatically will no matter what end up at this for a unmarried younger person. It's ending up in this like hustle culture kind of vibe or it's ending up in diet culture or it's just ending up in the keeping up with the Joneses. It's as opposed to having just 
mommy bloggers and influencers who parent who like young and early like new parents are comparing themselves to like moms are comparing themselves to you're now comparing them to like literally everyday people on tiktok who aren't famous for anything except for the aesthetic videos of them being a mom and like i can't imagine how more even more isolating that is and for a creator from that perspective too it's like you're only interesting. And I don't say this as like someone who like, I'm telling you, you're only interesting. I'm assuming as someone who's been a creator for a long time, that your mindset is, wow, people only like me for the things I buy. And so I can't stop buying things because that's why people like me, like, or the luxury, the lifestyle of that. Like people have watched Jackie Ina since way before she had money. And like, she's, she's someone who I care about her. I want nothing but health and success for her. But if she didn't live in a massive, gorgeous house, I wouldn't like her any less. And she's also careful about what she shows, too, because there's she also says, like, I'm never going to do a home tour. I'm not going to show you X, Y and Z because it's just like that's my stuff. And it's not about like I'm sharing parts of my life that I want to share, not because it's going to like get me anything. It's just because I'm sharing it. Yeah. And that is a. a a tactic and something that I think a lot of people who've done long form content for a longer time like YouTube have done. But again, TikTok, it's so easy to blow up that I just worry about from the viewer's point, but from the creator point as well for these like young people who are blowing up from doing these restocking videos or these aesthetic videos. So many people live in credit card debt. So many people are like one emergency away from losing their home. And to think that maybe at this point you're a single mom and your only source of income is doing restocking videos on TikTok that like you're going to spend all your money doing it. But if you stop, you're going to make no money. And it's it's just this really vicious cycle. And then as consumers of that, I see that and like I compare myself to that. And I'm like, I actively avoid all of that shit on my for you page. And I just don't I just I just I just think it can be really toxic. And I think there's a way to do it where you can insert yourself and you have a voice there. But the faceless, voiceless, conversationless kind of just like pure aesthetic content is not doing what I think a lot of people think it is, where it's like protecting your privacy and all of that. Like you're commodifying and like monetizing you, but no real parts of you that are you, you like nothing that you can can like just stuff that you buy, not things that like not who you are, not what your thoughts, not like your sense of humor, not your personality. And that will be so that's like a chasing that forever is like so fleeting and damaging for both parties. So, yeah, I think about that, too, when I see the videos of people getting the Amazon, like they just that's, buy stuff off Amazon. People. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's not necessarily the aesthetics, but it's just this is what I bought off Amazon today. Yeah. And that becomes like your sense of approval and um, mm-hmm. like the your your social currency and all of this stuff is like literally what you spend your money on. And that is that's like a really dehumanizing kind of thing. And I think I'm like I'm very conscious about promoting consumerism and what because I've I've done this for a really like long time. And definitely when I was younger, I was much more frivolous about those things. And I think like for <laughs> looking back on it, what it was so much more innocent that I think what's happening now, like I think it's like a whole new fucking level right now. You weren't doing it to make money. 
before. No. And it was just like I was doing it to make content. Yeah, content. And, and now it's changed where people are doing it to make money. Like they, they're seeking it out specifically to make money as opposed to just showing parts of their lives. Yeah. And even in like the excessive hauls that I like used to, like I'm not a big shopper at all now. Like if I'm spending a lot of money, like that means I'm like so fucking depressed. Like that's like, that's like, she can't be alone in her house. Like she can't be alone. I have to be out of the house. I have to be somewhere else. And like, that is like a, I've reckoned with like that, like small time period, like in my life. But what's happening now has so much, so much worse, like consequences for it because you know back then like you would if you were doing like a what I got for Christmas video like I used to include things that I bought myself in there and I would like you know because I'm trying to like beef it up to like keep up with the Joneses of the fellow creators who are doing this kind of stuff and you know you wouldn't you would try and space out your brand deals and like not accept as many because you don't want it to be like overwhelming with that stuff. Like you want to make sure you're not like shouting out too many products or doing too much of that because it doesn't remain authentic to you. But now it's people are rewarded on TikTok for doing like a thousand dollar revolve haul every single day. And that's the title of the video. But like back on the day on YouTube, if you did that, like you'd be ripped to shreds. And now it just feels like TikTok is like this candy. And so we don't really have the same sort of, we don't think and and hold creators on there to like the same sort of like level that you, we, I think people did in, in the past of like they owe them anything or whatever it is. And so you just watch these things that you might not agree with, but then people blow up for doing this. And it's just like a cycle that they, they can't get out of. You're not wrong. Great. I would love people to message about this, like the last one we just talked about, because I'm like very curious what other people's thoughts are from like a viewer, solely viewer perspective. All right. Well, let's take a break now. Okay, break. Sorry. Bye. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books, so we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book. A lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. 
but happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm-hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. And we're back. Hi, how was that for you? Are you satisfied? It was a little short, to be honest. No one has ever said that about me ever. I'm so long. <laughs> you should watch the Patreon video, everybody, because I'm doing the tongue thing Melissa hates. You know, for years of you making your fucking squelching, like, like, mm, like nasty noises. I've only done my tongue <laughs> thing twice. You did that for years. <laughs> years, bitch. When was the last time I did it? I don't know, but don't do it now. I'm about to take a sip of my water and then I can't take my fucking headphones off quickly. Uh, all right. Uh, now it's time for But Are You Wrong? And that's when y'all write into Ben Am I Wrong Pod at gmail.com and share things that are going on in your own life. Please keep it to 300 words or less. Include 100% include everyone's ages. And if you want to include uh, pronouns, also use fake names. Please do not use any numbers or letters because it just gets confusing for us yeah simplify it's just reading is not always my strong suit all right ready yes i 27 female went to a friend's 27 female wedding last spring we've been friends for like 15 years we were bff when we were in high school but are not that close anymore The thing is, as a gift, they were asking for money to pay their honeymoon. I just completely forgot to put money into their online money pot. That was seven months ago, and they already went to their honeymoon. Am I wrong for not giving them a gift? They already paid for their honeymoon, so it's not like they need the money for that. I don't know if they realized I didn't participate in the money pot, but I feel very bad. I feel it would have been even weirder if I say something now. Love you both. All right. I, the way that I see gifts is that giving gifts is always optional. So I don't think that you're wrong for not giving the gift. But if you do want to give a gift and you just merely forgot about the honeymoon pot, I think that there are other ways that you can gift them to bless their wedding. So you can get them a, I don't know, a Fucking pottery sexual. barn gift card. <laughs> what? To bless their to wedding? To bless their That's wedding. Sexual. No, but the way you like, it was like, you're like to bless their wedding. I'm like, so you should give them some sheets to fuck in in their new apartment. Maybe. That might be. That would be to consummate. I didn't say consummate. I said Yeah, but bliss. it gave the same energy as consummate. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Pottery barn's always a good bet. I don't know. Find out what they need. They might just want money. Just give, hand them a wad of cash, whatever you feel comfortable doing. But you can give them a card and be like, oops, my bad. Uh, Sorry. I missed the honeymoon pot, but here's some whatever you want to give. If you want to give a gift, cool. If you don't want to give a gift, 
whatever. So I don't think you're wrong because, again, gifts are optional. They're not needed. I so agree with you that gifts are optional. I am so fucking curious, though, if people who have weddings, who they always say, like, gifts are optional. Like, the gift, the true gift is, like, your attendance at our wedding. And if anyone listening knows me and, like, they're like, wow, that was a personal attack. No, literally every single one. Like, every single wedding I've been to, it <laughs> literally says that. But I'm curious, like, to the brides, people who've had weddings, grooms, brides, people who got married, whatever, like, did you mean it? Like, I'm really curious. Like, audience, please send us a message. Like, let us know. Like, would you have been upset? Because I'm feeling the same way where I'm just like, oh, like gifts are optional. Like, I've always brought a gift because we've financially been able to get give a gift and I didn't forget. But honestly, a lot of that is also thanks to Mots. But like, if I forgot to give a gift, I don't know. Like, I to me, I'm kind of just like, I would I would probably not give one because I would just be like, well, let's see if you really meant it. Like if you if you didn't mean it and then this changes our friendship because I didn't get you a wedding gift when you said my gift was like my presence was a gift enough. Like that's passive aggressive as fuck. I think that anyone like in any situation, it doesn't matter if it's a wedding, if it's a birthday, if it's Christmas. I just feel like gifts are not something that you should expect a gift Like that, that's part of the meaning of a gift. It's something that you're giving, like from the kindness of your heart. You should never go into anything expecting to get a gift. Yeah. I think for like holidays and birthdays and things with like a significant other, I think that's, that's an expect, but that's a conversation you have. That's That's a conversation. Yeah. So you have an expectation based on a conversation. And like in this case, the conversation is... Because it's an exchange, like a wedding. A lot of people view a wedding as an exchange. They spend a lot of money on their wedding for you to attend. But I think a lot of people also don't understand that, like, guests spend a lot of fucking money going to weddings. Mm-hmm. Like, you like, have to buy an outfit. You mm-hmm. have to get a, if it's not where you're living. You have to get a hotel room. You have to get flight. You have to pay for food. That when you're not at the wedding, like, there's so much that goes into yeah, scheduling, taking that, time off of work, maybe like mm-hmm. all of it. Like, it's a lot. And I think like wedding gifts should be for people. Like, the only people I think who anyone should expect, or like couples getting married, who should expect people to give wedding gifts, are people who don't have a high cost for attending said wedding and have an immense amount of disposable income and you have a gift-giving relationship with them. Like, that's the only time that I could think I would even feel comfortable being salty in my own head. I would never say it out loud, but if, like, I'm going to be salty about it, like, it has to be that perfect circumstance of that. And it's like, oh, you gifted, like, my brother, like, $5,000 and you gave me nothing. Like, that, it has to feel like a, a slight in my mind in order for it to have been... Uh, an actual slight like there has to be some like real issue going on here and the issue is not not giving a gift but I don't think you should I don't think you need to I think you're totally fine I think like Melissa said like if you like want to and you like don't want to it's it feels too late for this then like you said it was last spring like past spring so like we're coming up on a year for their anniversary Mm -hmm. like getting them something like I I would probably do like some sort of like housewarming thing or I actually just saw this video from We Are Mutuals. We've like become friends. Her name is Lindsay. Yeah, the real Lynn Shady. There's underscores between all of that. She just did a TikTok the day that we're recording this. So if you want to scroll back to it, it is uh, January 10th. And the cover of it is 
uh, like a little blue box. And she got this wedding keepsake trunk that she like put in like her veil and all of that stuff. So if you want to do something like weddingy themed for like your friends specifically, like I think that's like a, a sweet kind of sentimental gift. Like if you want to do something tied to the wedding, I think a one year anniversary of the wedding and giving a gift that's somewhat wedding related in like the Oh, a keepsake for your invitation. Also, maybe they threw all of that away already. But stuff like that, I think like there's no harm in it. But I think it'd be low-key kind of weird to give them money now. I accept money at any time. So if anybody wants to slide into my Venmo, then I have a birthday coming up. Please. All I get from Venmo is people asking for it. All right. Your turn. Hi, love your work. Thank you. It's the greatest thing, greatest way anyone's ever said this. <laughs> Big fan, love your work. <laughs> you both rock and are super hot and always right, obvi. Love you. Going to jump in into this one. Just going to jump into this one. I just quit my retail job to undertake an unpaid internship, legal in my country and required for my course. I just got my last pay slip and I was overpaid. I had worked only two shifts my last week, but was paid for four with some weekend rates when I didn't work the weekend. The pay is work by our manager submitting a spreadsheet with hours work, and I'm guessing she forgot to change mine from the previous week because it's the exact same hours in pay as what I worked the previous week. So my manager could get in trouble if found out. It's about $400 extra. The company is medium-sized, about 12 locations, and decent online sales, and doesn't treat its employees amazingly, but also isn't horrible. That being said, I'm not poor and I'm white and my parents are upper middle class and highly educated and support me a fair bit. So I also benefit from capitalism and privilege. And even though I'm currently unemployed whilst doing this internship, I have savings and I'm being supported by my parents and my partner. So I don't need the extra money, but this company also won't struggle without it. Feels like it's relevant for this ethical dilemma. Legally, in my country, if a workplace does this, they can just pay you less during the next pay. But the only pay left is the payout of my annual leave. The question is, am I wrong if I don't say anything? Keep the money and dip. Thank you. Bye. I, ethically, I would want to know what would happen to your manager. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, is it an actual, like, would she get in trouble or would it be just like, a, oh, yeah, I don't, I, you know, am, is she going to get fired? Is she going to have to pay for it in that sense? Or would it have been like a, oh, shit, she catches it and you know, or they say something and they go, oh, my bad, it won't happen again. Like, I think that's hard because if it was just your company and, you know, you're legally safe, I would say totally keep the money. But I think if there's a chance that it has to come out of your manager's paycheck, then I would not keep it. I also would wonder, would she reach out to you or would she just have to pay for it out of her paycheck? And then I'm also like, if this is happening a lot, like she is making this mistake a lot, like and not being called out on it, uh, it will eventually hurt the company as a whole. Or if this is something that she just did one time, I feel like if it's something she just did one time, it probably if the company is fine, like you said, they're not like terrible, but, you know, they treat y'all okay. If this is just a one-time thing, I don't feel like if it would be a big deal. But the, if, if this is something that's happened a few times, then she does need to, you know, realize that this is happening and some type of discipline would need to occur. And again, when they're doing the like accounting for the company and they reconcile things, they're going to, it's going to come up short. 
Four hundred dollars yeah. for a medium sized company is a significant amount of money. And also, like, you know, I don't know what country or specifically, but too. taxes, like that's something uh-huh. that like Mott's got he didn't get underpaid by his company or overpaid, but his company, like not his current company, like a very old one, like this was years ago. They told the IRS that they paid him X amount mm-hmm. and they it just didn't match. But him, mm-hmm. as the employee, he was the one who had to cover the difference and then pursue reimbursement through the legal system. But like they don't put they put that on that responsibility on the individual because it's like, oh, what? So I don't know about taxes, but you might get bit in the ass if you claim this on your taxes and it doesn't match what they put on their end. Exactly. Because That's she what might I meant correct by it. Reconciliation. Yeah. So she yeah. might correct it then and then. at least in the U.S., that penalization does not go for the company like over-reporting or under-reporting what you made. Like it will, they'll come after you. Like that's just what they do here. So I don't know if it's different. And I would also say that like, you know, if the workplace does this, they can just pay you less than X pay period. There's definitely a clause for what they do if it's your last pay period. So like, Mm -hmm. I think that there it's not like oh well if it's your last pay period like it's legal you can keep the money like there's definitely something else there so i would research that more because it might be that the employee or the the company gets to decide where that money comes from to cover the cost and it could come from other employees or whatever it is Mm -hmm. so like if that's the case if there's a legal grounds for why they can take it from the employee but if legally they cannot take it from your manager and it only can come from them then like you know i think like if your desire to keep it is greater than like your potential anxiety or worry that this might mess something up for somebody else then like go for it but like i don't think that like if you're having second guesses about it and you've done all of that research and like it's still like you know it wouldn't affect anybody but you but if you still aren't if there's still like a part of you that like feels some type of way about it, I don't think it's worth it to. I don't think it's worth it, it at all. I think you should tell them. I think you'd be wrong if you don't say anything. Yeah. All right. Next one. Yes. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I, 30, she, her, went home for Thanksgiving for the first time. I recently moved to a different city, so this was more like a vacation for me than normally is. However, my relatives clearly did not see it that way. They kept dragging me everywhere. And when I declared that I didn't want to go somewhere, they were really confused and kept asking me why. I simply said I did not want to go. My cousin, Dennis, 34, he, him, and his wife pawned their five-year-old son off on me to babysit without asking. They just said, Savannah, fake name, will keep you company and dipped. Normally, I would be okay with this, but I have ADHD and I was overstimulated. Dennis has no sense of boundaries. He also put his son on my shoulders without my consent earlier that week, which is partially why I didn't want to go with them. I started noticing more and more that Dennis is a straight up asshole. What really set me off is when we were at my mom's house, he would push my dog Andy to he him buttons. He's a sweet animal who would never hurt anyone. As the week went on, Andy was growing less and less tolerant of of Dennis's bullshit. 
It got to the point where Andy growled at Dennis and hid behind me with his tail tucked between his legs. This was the last straw, and I snapped and yelled, Stop fucking messing with the dog. No one reprimanded me for doing this, but am I wrong for raising my voice at him? He clearly doesn't know how to act around dogs. Jesus Christ. No, you're not wrong. And I feel like everyone around you knew that he was being an asshole and that's why no one said anything to you fuck dennis um also i hate when uh i would it this was more when i first moved to la and then would go back home and everyone expected me to see them for everything and tried to take me places and i was like i got to the point where I just told my parents because my mom mostly would post on Facebook that I was back and I told her stop posting. And I do, and I wouldn't let people know that I was in town because it was too much. Like people don't understand that you just came back from where you were. You're tired. You haven't had a break just because everyone expects everything from you and you may be the one person they see, but you aren't the, but they aren't the only person that wants to see you. So it's exhausting. But again, you're not wrong for yelling at Dennis. And anybody that treats animals with cruelty is just disgusting as it is. Yeah, I I fully, fully, fully agree with that. And I think about the overstimulation and like being around kids all, all the time. Like I love my nephew to absolute death. And we're at the perfect age. We're like, he loves sensory play. I love sensory play. Like he loves funny voices. I love funny voices. Like we're, we're the same. We're on the same bandwidth. But like there was one time that he just like, he just kept like his shoes were wet. And I have a really big thing with noises. Like that's usually my, I mean, yes, like sensations and like touch and whatever, but like sound, like sounds make me cry. Like I'm so easily overstimulated by noise. And he like had his wet shoes on and was like making like a squeaking noise again on the back of his, the uh, driver's side of the car. He was in his car seat and he was making that noise. And like, I was getting like, I was like, oh, let's not do that. I'm like trying to be like, really nice about it. And then finally, I'm just like trying to like, like, <laughs> like just like go out, like just leave my body. Like I'm just trying to like completely zone out. And in those instances, like I think you know, and like, yeah, his parents are like very aware of that with me and like stimulation things. And so like knowing that like someone who's overstimulated is not going to be a good person to watch your child at that moment. Like I'm not a nice person when that happens. Like I'm in a fight or flight. Like I'm in a desperation trying to deal with whatever it is, like whether it's a noise, whether it's light, whether it's a feeling, anything like that. And the idea that like you're just going to like throw a kid on you to do that is also just not only is it inconsiderate, but it's like bad parenting. Like you are not sure if this person can actually be capable of handling this right now. And that's where you're going to leave your kid. Like that's just so ridiculous. So you're so not wrong. And I do think this is sadly a very common sort of thing that people just want you to expect you to come back into your routines. And that's not what happens when you're an adult. Mm -mm. But hey, look, you had the greatest time. The last time you went. I did. Was this the first time your mom didn't post about it? No, no, no. This one I was actually okay. Because I wouldn't I wouldn't even let her post pictures of me until I was gone. But I had such a firm foot down of telling people I wasn't going to see them. So I told her it was fine with her posting. Well, I was going to say, so like setting those like very firm boundaries, you had more fun. 
And Mm -hmm. you were then able, everyone else also had more fun because you were all enjoying that experience together. Like boundaries like that, like those, they benefit absolutely everyone. Yeah. Yeah. This is more so like early because I've been here for 12 years now, but this was more early on. I, I always do everything to the comparison of, teachers who give you five hours of homework thinking you have no other classes and you're like why Mm -hmm. do you think you are the center of my universe like if you're asking me this do you not think that a thousand and one other people are because like if we were so close you wouldn't need to ask me like you wouldn't Mm -hmm. need to like insert yourself here and demand as much time as you're demanding like it would have been a given because it's a mutual relationship but like yeah yeah you're very not wrong Hi, Ebenem. Me and my partner, both 22, have been together nearly four years and are long distance. We've been having issues lately, mainly with different priorities in the relationship. He has recently gotten closer with some people from work, and there have been instances of him choosing them over me when I go visit him. One weekend I was visiting, they suggested plans of meeting up for food and then going to do an activity. I told my boyfriend multiple times that I was uncomfortable with the activity and I didn't want to go. But I was more than happy to get dinner with them and then we could do something by ourselves. He didn't tell them that we wouldn't be going to the activity. So in the end, I was forced to go. He drove and I had no way of getting home. Am I wrong for thinking I should be more important to him than these new friends? He has asked why we can't be equal, but I feel like in a relationship, your significant other should be more important than new friends. This is a tough time for me. So please be honest, but gentle. Thanks and love the pod. I don't think that you're wrong. I think the phrasing makes it sound, I don't think that that, I think your phrasing is wrong, but I don't think that your feelings are wrong. And I don't think the phrasing matches your feelings because I don't think your relationship, like, I don't know how long, oh, four years, four years in long distance. I think like when you start quantifying what is more important, friends or a relationship, then you start weighing like, okay, well, these are people you've been friends with for this long and we've been together for this long. And then always when you do that, it will mean the same thing in the like reverse. So then it's like you have a friend for 15 years and you have a relationship for like two weeks and you're just going to say, well, this is more important than this. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's just not always the case. But I think this is not an issue of wanting to be of equal or more importance, I think it's an issue of consider time and consideration because you're in a long distance relationship. So I do think in those cases, when you're in a long distance relationship, there should be ample planning when you are meeting up, like before you are seeing each other for what the breakdown of it is going to be, because it's a lot to fit into a short period of time. And you're having to kind of play physical catch up. I don't mean like sexually, but I just mean like your relationship emotionally progresses, but you haven't spent time physically together. So you're like logging those hours. And I had a couple of friends, had lots of friends who've been in long distance relationships, but one who had like the most successful and they're married and everything's great was that they were like really explicit with each other and their friends about what their plans were for each time that they were like meeting up for something long distance. So it would be like, oh, I'm going to be MIA for this weekend. Like he's going to come visit and we're going to go to like the winery for the weekend and blah, 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 blah. So there was no friends feeling lesser or feeling not included. And then there were other times where it was like, oh, I've got like a like a school thing, sorority thing that I have to go do. So, or there's a formal and he's going to come. He's like, let's all go to dinner. Like, let's all plan this stuff. So like, I think there needs to be like a lot of planning ahead of it because I it's so easy to be set up for disappointment because it's like 
it's like New Year's or Christmas or Halloween. Like it's like this day or this like time period that like means so much. And unless you have expectations and set expectations, it's going to be really hard to meet whatever expectations you don't realize that you have. And I think the way that you went about that of being like a compromise, like, and also not because you didn't say like, well, I don't want to hang out with them. It was like, oh, I really don't want to do that activity. And like, you know, it can also be that you don't want to spend that much time with them. I think that was a really great compromise. I think it was really sucky. that He just was like, oh, we're just going to go and I'm not going to like say anything to them. But I think it'll be easier for both of you if you set expectations ahead of time, because I think he'll feel better. Like, it's hard to sometimes feel like you can't decline things from new friends because you think that those relationships are a little more fragile. And it's easier to make your relationship suffer because your relationship is way more sturdy. And it's not that it's more or less important. It's the same thing that you're looking at where you're like, well, we've been together for this long. You've only known them for this long. So he might feel like he can't like say no and that, but he should be, he should. And like, if he can't actually say no and they would be upset, like they're not the right friends for him, but I think it would do you both really good to set expectations ahead of time. Yeah, agree. Um, And also I just want to add in that a lot of times with long distance relationships, like do y'all plan on being long distance forever or are you going to eventually live in the same place? Because if you're going to eventually live in the same place, which is what most people want in a long distance relationship, that it will eventually not be long distance anymore. If you've cut him off to the point where like him having being with his friends when you're there isn't like isn't the norm. It doesn't mean that every time you go, you have to hang out with his friends or you have to spend all day with your friend with his friends. But if you don't make it to the point where this feels like it would be like a weekend where y'all are actually living in the same place. And his life isn't completely separate. His life with his friends isn't completely separate from his life with you. Then if you set up that up, it's going to be an unrealistic expectation for for when y'all are actually in the same place. And then the unrealistic expectation will could, if you don't have clear communication, lead to the demise of your relationship because you guys were never actually being yourselves when you're long distance yeah like you're that's disappointing future you mm-hmm. and yeah that's that's a that's a really good point too it's yeah half of i think the visiting and long distance is yes making up for lost physical time but also we don't know that we can live in the same place together so like we should We don't have as much time as other people dating in the same city to like know we mesh on a friendship level and like our social lives. Like Mm -hmm. how late do we stay up? Like all of these things, like when they're just these like special occasions and special events, you're not always your routines are really different. So like you might be Mm -hmm. pretty incompatible. So that's I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't think of like it being a like a special time unless like it's like an anniversary or birthday or something. It shouldn't feel like any different than what it would feel like on a day to day level, because then you're putting too much pressure on it to be this like wonderful magic time where every day is not wonderful and magical, especially, well, not especially, but with a partner, everything is not this just like specialized time that's only for you. Make it as real as possible. 
So I guess I do think that you're wrong. If we're literally solely going off of how you phrased it, Mm -hmm. I do think you're wrong. You should be more important. Yeah, I think it's like, am I wrong for thinking I should be more important to him than these new friends? I think you're wrong for that. I don't mm-hmm. think that that <laughs> I don't think that's a the the best way to summarize your issue and like what you're dealing with because I do think the situation I think he was wrong in how he handled the situation. I think you were right in how you handled that, but I think it's a communication issue and I think that could be solved and I think you just need boundaries and expectations because the worst thing ever is feeling like your expectations, like you're feeling let down, disappointed, and they weren't met. But we we need to set those in order for other people. Like they can't, it's not fair to hold people to a standard that they don't know that they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And they need to be specific. So I guess technically I do think you're wrong, but just for that sentence in how you phrased it, but not for the uh, sentiment. And you're wrong for the question that you asked. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but you're not wrong in the other sense of it. Okay. All right. We're going to take a break. Woohoo. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. break oh my god and now it is time for but are they wrong aka rachel of the week that is when we pick somebody in pop culture the news in the world that we like to nominate for the worst of the week the the worst of the worst mine is askern medical practice in doncaster england Bitch, you always got such interesting ones that I, like, I never heard of. I, I, I'm I excited. Do. I research. <laughs> I do research. So thousands of patients at a British medical clinic received some horrific news right before Christmas on December 23rd. And they were told via text that they had aggressive lung cancer. And the text message was sent by mistake. Thousands of people received this. Then they, uh, about 30 minutes later, after people had panicked, been scared shitless, received a uh, text message that said, please accept our sincerest apologies for the previous text message sent. Uh, This has been sent in error. Our message to you should have read, we wish you a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. The message also referred to a DS-1500 form, which is issued to people who are believed to be suffering from a potential terminal illness. I'm sorry, I said 30 minutes. It actually took an hour for most people to get it. And there was like, for example, there was one person who had been waiting for biopsy results right before she received this message. So this made it look like she had cancer, and she said that she felt sick to my teeth and broken down. There's another woman that said that she was shaking and close to tears. One man said that he won't be returning to the practice. 
there was another person who received it, but their mother also went to the same place and got the exact same text message. So they were like, okay, so this was a fluke. As of right now, the clinic has not publicly commented on the matter after sending the correction. And so ask her in medical practice, I would like to um, say that you're the worst of the week because why would you send that out in a text message anyway? Even if somebody did have lung cancer, why would that be sent out? And I know that it was an accident. I know that it wasn't meant to be sent, but like, why was that on the ready for some for it to be sent to everyone? Well, my question is, and um, Don Castrians, please let us know, like that you can't do that in America. So like, are you legally allowed to do that? Like, was this like the cruelest prank ever that someone hacked it and then did that? Because that's the part that I'm like, Maybe that's why they haven't like done a statement on it because it was like, oh, but, you know, maybe they don't want to claim like every (laughs) every fucking person who like says something offensive on Twitter and then goes, oh, I was hacked. And you're like, okay. But if you were hacked, that seems like that's something you should say immediately, because that's also a cybersecurity issue, because if they were able to get to everybody's phone numbers at the practice, then that's something that should be public information, because that means a lot of their medical information would also be at risk. Well, I agree. And I think they should. But part of me wonders if that's why they didn't, because that's they don't know who got in or how they got in. They don't want to alarm people and let them know until they have it sorted. So like I'm don't have an I have zero knowledge of (laughs) these this kinds of like laws there. So if anyone knows, like if this is like protocol or like what's the god like what are what do what are people thinking that like happened like do people really think this was like a total mistake i know that happened in like that happened i forget was it hawaii it was somewhere it was i don't think it was florida i think it might have been hawaii it was some some place like lots of water and all these people either on their phones or like tvs or it might have even been like one of those like speaker system things basically saying like a tsunami hawaii. was coming and like oh yeah it was hawaii and, like, and then that was like a oh someone just like accidentally pushed that like big red button mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like oh shit so like you know i think for people in the uk they might hear that and they go how does that even legal how does that happen but to me i'm like yeah that makes sense so like does this make sense like does this feel like a plausible thing that like could have happened because like i mean like it obviously happened but happened just like on accident, like so easily, like that's just awful. Terrible. So there's mine. What do you have? It's a he. Surprise, surprise. Hey, I was defending men a couple of weeks ago and I'm here back (laughs) on my platform of hating men. So I would like to nominate Logan Paul. And we're not getting into (laughs) the history of Logan Paul because... I haven't heard his name in so long because I have him muted on everything. So this is a shock to me. blocked yet? Let's see if I'm blocked. If he still follows me. God damn it. This boy, at least David finally unfollowed me. But like Logan Paul is just like a, a absolute glutton for like, you know, just shit talking. Yeah, David unfollowed me, but Logan never did. So this is obviously not going to be a history of Logan Paul because I value everybody's time here and it's just not worth it. And so if you would love to hear some of the history of him, and uh, where what he's doing currently, I will say just as a little background, a lot of people do think that like, wow, he's like changed so much. He's like grown so much. He's learned blah, blah, blah. Like he's 
he's just way, such a better uh, person. No, he got a podcast and he like he decides the topics that they talk about. And specifically the reason why he looks like a quote unquote good guy or a better guy is because he surrounds himself with horrible, horrible guys who are his little lackeys who have their horrible fucking takes. And then he gives you a lukewarm, slightly less offensive take or whatever it is. And then he looks so much better than them. Like that's, it's really what it is. I'm here for growth and I'm here for change. But when somebody uh, moves to Puerto Rico for taxes, no, no, just truly no. So speaking of Puerto Rico, he has come under fire after the gentle barn in Santa Clarita posted a TikTok saying that they were taking in a pig named Pearl. And they mentioned in their caption saying Pearl was found alone in a field next to another pig who had passed away. She came to us with tattered ears and potentially life-threatening infection, her uterus, that has since been healed. She's clearly been through so much trauma and we can't begin to imagine, but she's safe with us now at the gentle barn. From what we've been told, it's believed she was purchased originally from a breeder by an influencer. People often buy, quote unquote, mini pigs or teacup pigs for clout online, believing they will stay small. When they inevitably grow very large and have very many unexpected needs, they're sadly discarded. While we don't know everything she's been through in the past, we know that her life now is filled with friends, nutritious foods, and the highest quality care and so much love. So Logan Paul had this pig that he got like over like two years ago, maybe even more. I think this is in like 2020. He might have bought the pig. And he posted a photo with the pig saying, I bought this pig a year ago. It was supposed to be a mini pig and she's clearly huge. So Logan has seemingly confirmed that it is in fact his pig because he sent an email to the organization. Okay, so just for a little background. um, So he left California in 2021 to move to Puerto Rico, he said on his podcast. Uh, But then he said he left the pig Pearl in the care of a horse ranch in Santa Clarita when he was moving to Puerto Rico because he couldn't bring her with him. And in that email where he says that, as he's like apologizing, he's like sending his love and, you know, how can I help to the organization who has now taken over for this pig? He claims that he moved to Puerto Rico in April of 2020. So... He didn't like he was still in California. The timelines are there. So like he's basically trying to create this timeline in which I wanted to bring her to Puerto Rico with me. They wouldn't let me bring her. So I couldn't. So I gave her to like a farm that lived across the street and they were like so great. And I guess like he passed away and then he gave it to someone who then called you to take the pig back. But like really being like, I I did everything that I could. But, you know, forgetting that he has multiple like he is like the he is a a social media bigfoot print like podcasts instagram like everything documenting when he moved documenting all of this shit and he didn't leave then when that happened so like that timeline does not add up at all and it seems like the pig farm like they have a timeline from somebody else and so It's not necessarily lining up, but Gentle Barn did have a spokesperson come out that said that an emailed statement that they have now received an email from Logan Paul thanking him for thanking them for taking Pearl the pig. And Logan has not responded to any comments about it. But I just think 
it's scum and scummy. Like I really understand. I think I'm, I'm a little bit more empathetic than I don't want to say I'm not an animal person. Cause like I am, but like I had got like big anxiety when it comes to dogs, like big dogs. I got jumped on by a dog when I was three and almost my like little three-year-old boyfriend didn't jump in front and save me. Like I like, he would have bitten my face off. Like it was and like, he like bit my friend's arm and I was really afraid. Like I've always had like a kind of a big thing with that. I don't like horses. Like, so I'm not, not an animal person, but I do think I come at it with a bit more empathy for people who, you know, maybe aren't, haven't, historically always made the best pet ownership choices and have like learned from that or have recognized their own capabilities and like rehomed a pet. Like, I don't think rehoming a pet is the worst thing in the world. I think if you can't have a pet, you should rehome it. And I don't think it should be like, I will tough shit. This is a consequence of your actions. Like, no, no, no. I think if you have any instinct to rehome a pet, you should do it. And then you shouldn't get another pet for a while. And then if you want to try again, go for it. But like, I, I think humans are flawed and I think like we take on more than we can handle. And I think it's always better to know when you've taken on too much and rectify that with what you can. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's a good thing to do as long as you're learning. This is not that. <laughs> like, this is a, an example of someone with a fully developed brain, allegedly. But like, this is like, he's over 25 And he did this for clout. Like he did like, you didn't do any research about that. Like this isn't like you got evicted from your apartment. You couldn't have this anymore. Or like your financial situation changed and you couldn't pay for it. Like you genuinely didn't do your fucking research. You did it for a video so you could make money off of it. And then you abandoned and rehomed this pet. Like that's, this is what I think that energy is reserved for. Like this was like callous. This wasn't like your mental health. You couldn't take care of it. Like, no, this was you saying that when you're moving to Puerto Rico for tax <laughs> reasons, they wouldn't let you bring that. So you're also making Puerto Rico the bad guy when that also didn't even happen. I think he's just like uh, a piece of shit. And I think part of the reason why he kind of gets a pass is because he people view him as less shitty than his brother. And I just need us to 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 not stack up shitty men against each other. And then therefore rank some shitty ones higher like they're all fucking bottom of the barrel like ugh. anyways um that's it we hope you enjoyed uh send us your situations too but our but am i wrong pod at gmail.com that's it we hope you enjoyed send us your submissions and if you would like to nominate anybody first of all definitely go comment on latest instagram who you would nominate for your rachel of the week and or um, send us who you want us to talk about for next week. Always, you can tag us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and we will do our best. Or even just send us a message and be like, we'd love to hear you talk about this. Always great to know. Hot takes. If you have a hot take that you wonder if we have as well, maybe we can advocate on your behalf and we can just lie and say we also have that hot take. It's like you with your farting. What are you talking about? Melissa's lies. I'm, I'm a virtue of truth, justice, and the American way. God bless America. We hope y'all enjoyed. And we'll stay tuned for tomorrow, for Friday. Oh, yeah, voting is tomorrow, Friday. Did we already say this? Nope. Okay, so tomorrow, most likely, if not this weekend, make sure you're following us on Instagram so you can stay up to date for when we post the 
votes for the episode so you can vote on who you think was wrong in every segment. They will only be up for 24 hours. And hey, you never know when they're going to be up. So you should be following us. So you see them and just, you know, check Friday, check Saturday, check Sunday. You've got 24 hours to get them. And I will always put them in the highlights. And if I missed one in the highlight, send me a message. If I haven't posted them yet and it's like Saturday, like afternoon, whatever, like you totally can DM me and just be like, hey, this is your reminder to post the votes. It's totally fine. I won't be offended. And that is it. Goodbye. Bye. We'll circle back. Oh, yes, that is how we end it. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.